Welcome to the podcast, All My Friends Are Therapists. My name is Annie Kendig, and I'm a licensed mental health professional. And although I have my own therapist, my friends always end up filling in the gaps. Each episode will be real talk, mental health topics with a licensed mental health counselor who turns all of her friends into therapists. Hi, everyone. Brian joins me again today. And this time we're talking about all the ways that counseling is sometimes less than perfect. We call it bullshit to be funny, but really we're just referring to all the times that therapists wing it in session. I once heard the phrase, we're going to build this plane as we fly it. And when I first heard it, it terrified me. But now I understand that sometimes therapy can feel like that. I hope you enjoy. Some counseling is bullshit. Some of every job is bullshit. Would you agree? Or you're bullshitting at some point. My mom's going to be like, you said bullshit too many times. Could you say something? Could you say something else? How about we're we're messing around Mm. or – Bull crap. They can. Sm- Do you think clients know? I'm not going to okay. say bull crap 150 yeah. times, but but yeah. Okay, there's a little bit of winging it. Yeah, winging. I, winging it is. Um, I can go with that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Do you think clients expect when they come in that like therapist is always going to have an intervention or therapist is always going to know what they need in that session or, or know to pick a direction or or whatever that is. I, I wish I knew. I, I mean, I think we, a lot of times we don't know what our clients want or expect um, because there's a lot of unspoken, there's a lot of unspoken things, right? In the process, what is the process? Even when we do our informed consent systematically, when you first meet with a client and you kind of tell people how you operate, how you roll, what to expect. Um, and like with my folks, I usually tell them, hey, there's, um, you know, we're the first session or two is just kind of get to know you, formulate a game plan. Mm-hmm. Third session, we're going to roll up our sleeves and get after this. Wow. I warn my folks that... It's going to be an awkward situation because we don't – it's like, where do you want to start? Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be based on priority or or or, or what mm-hmm. or the thing that's foremost, foremost in your mind that day. But um, that's why it's good to have a, the framework of the treatment plan, right? Mm. Of what are you you gonna, do what treatment you, plans? Great for you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> good for you. It's kind of a – it's kind of a <laughs> sort of a roadmap or a game plan. You can yeah. take them too seriously, I think. And by putting them on paper, by putting them on, <laughs> no, it's good to have them on paper, dude, unless you have a photographic memory. Um, good, they're, they're at least references, yes, to keep you on track, right? Um, I, I think I don't know if I'm off track right now because I forget what the question was. <laughs> Do you think but, clients come in with an expectation that? you know what you're doing (laughs) or that like every session that like they're expecting an intervention they're expecting and then when you don't have that or when you Mm -hmm. leave with maybe more questions than answers that they feel um disappointed or let down or that they aren't getting their money's worth or you know there's all kinds of guilt that i feel such an important question i mean we're we're in the process of uh surveying our clients 
I wish for that specificity, but maybe more general, like what did did are you getting what you expected yeah. kind of things, and we'll see what emerges, and then maybe mm-hmm. we'll get more specific with that raw data later. But because um, I, I don't really think we know. Because there is, there is, you said guide. I think guide is a great word for counseling. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are afraid of that word. Like, we're not supposed to guide the session. Well, you guide the session Absolutely. as soon as somebody walks in the door and you say hello. Absolutely. You're taking ownership and responsibility yep. of the, the tone, the pace, um, if, especially if you talked first. Right. Right. Asking somebody how their week was is taking it in a direction. Well, um, and they're paying you for that. They're paying, you know, here's my, they do their, you know, vomit in the beginning. And you pick, usually you're guiding in some way of like, ooh, this is interesting. I I picked up on this. Let me go here. Like that's, you're absolutely guiding the session. Yeah, absolutely. Based on your preferences, biases, goals, experience your uh, perception of their issues, your perception of their wants and needs, mm-hmm. everything. Almost, I mean, I, I can't even, that's, that's just not an exhaustive list. Everything right. goes into what, why did you pick that one thing mm-hmm. to go off of? Usually you say, say vomit. I wouldn't call it that necessarily. I <laughs> I'm mean, in a I weird think, mood this so morning. <laughs> people are, people are talking about what's going on currently. And a lot of times I'll see, like I, I, I stop. The most, the most underused uh, yeah, intervention, intervention is, interrupt, is interruption. Like, whoa, it's not whoa, even whoa. taught. Yep. And it, we sh- it should be careful with it, of course. Because yep. it, it could be a very big problem, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's dismissing. It's demeaning. Uh, when, when you just keep cutting people off or finishing their sentences, but when you stop and you say, "Hey, wait a second, you just said a lot of important stuff." Yeah, yeah. There's like four. I'll end up saying like. And I can catalog them. I've I've somehow learned, even though my memory's not good, I can catalog those things, and I'm not afraid that I, we it won't come we won't come back to it either. They That's or true. I will come back to it. Yep. It, it. We will. I'm looking for patterns the whole time we're talking. Yes. So, um, I'm also looking in meta patterns to the people I talked with today, this week, yep. I've ever talked to. Oh my gosh! Um, supervisors, supervisees that? that I've talked to that day or that week, that year. And I'm looking for, I'm always looking for patterns. I can't turn it off. So, but, but yeah, I'll pick out maybe, okay. You said four really important things here. This, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. Do you want to dive deeper on some of that? Or I select one, as you said, we're selecting which ones we think are more important, right? Either directly or by default or deference. The person says, why don't you pick, right? Well, I think what I end up doing or what I, um, feel pressure to do whether it's appropriate or not is, you know, I see a lot of moms, Mm -hmm. I see women primarily, and my expectation is this is not a coffee date. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm definitely serving coffee, Mm -hmm. but we're not gabbing. We're not best buds where we're sharing stories. That's not what this is. Mm -hmm. And so I think I feel even more pressure because I like talking about those things. I would love to sit and gab with you and talk about your kids and my kids and blah, blah, blah. But because this is therapy, I'm always trying to be like, go deeper, find patterns, find the golden thread. I'm, you know, you mentioned this three, three sessions ago and here it is coming up, you know, like I'm always trying to do that, but I feel like sometimes I don't do it well enough. Right. And then you've got your whole script, right. As the therapist, you're sitting there in the session going, is this good enough? Is that just me? Is this good enough? Is this enough for them right now? I mean, I'll even ask them like, what do you need today? 
walk, you, we've talked about a lot. What do you need today walking out of here so that you feel like you've at least got something? And I haven't got a good answer yet. <laughs> you know? uh, People don't like answering that question because they don't know. Mm, but then mm. that feeds more into my... I should know. There's my should. Mm. I should know. I should know the intervention. I should know what they need or I should know I should have a plan. That's what they're paying me for. And this is all that, you know, money script stuff that's different with everybody. Um, but I think therapists in general, when the when the money is the money's in the background of my mind, mm. just thinking, I want them to get their money's worth. I want them to feel like that what they're paying for is um worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. You said a bunch of things. You said four I things I could pick I apart. Know, right now. I know. So it's well, like, yeah, I absolutely agree. I want people to get their money's worth. That's why I do 57, 58, 59 minute sessions. <laughs> yes. Um, I know. I And yeah. so it, I do 65, 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell you there's a problem with that. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, you're not doing anybody any favors. I, I used know. to do 65 minute sessions I know, too I know. Uh, when I first started. But, but yeah, the, the, the start on time, end on time thing, actually, that now that you mentioned it is an important structure because it sort of encourages people to stay focused on what's important to them, right? It, yeah. it, 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 it's one of the things that eliminates the coffee talk, right? Of course, of course, the beginning of most sessions is coffee talk, talk, sure. catch up, even maybe some self-disclosure back and forth. That's, sure. you know, but then how do you get in? How do you get into yeah. it? It get sounds it. like that. I don't know if that happens a lot with me and I, I don't know what's happening. I, I, clients that I work with oftentimes come prepared, come with an agenda, mm-hmm. come with some topics that they want to talk about. If they don't, it can be kind of awkward. Like, what do you want to dig into? Yeah. Then, then you always have, you know, lean on, well, what you, you know, what did you talk about last time that sure. we need to sort of flesh out, dive deeper on um, from last time kind of, cause it's a kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a whole trajectory of things that you're right. trying to build off of from session to session, yeah. right? And what you don't want to have is these isolated uh, fires. No, not fires. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Like, so you have a session that is just for one thing, mm-hmm. and then you try to tackle one thing, yeah. and it's not building. It, it's not a piece of any kind of puzzle, right? Sure. Otherwise, you are just putting out fires. Yeah. With no. Okay, now you know. Okay, maybe in six session number six, you're like, hey, I noticed we put out we been putting out fires recently, right? Yeah. So what's that about? Have you noticed mm-hmm. a pattern with these fires that we're putting out? Mm-hmm. What's starting them? How are you fueling them? How can we extinguish yeah. them? Do they need to be extinguished? Etc. Mm. It's it's complicated. So if I think an ag- agenda is an interesting topic. Oh yeah. To to for us to talk about when we look at counseling itself is like I even who- feel bad if I don't remember or if I don't ask them about their homework. Yeah, I'm ba- I'm terrible at asking about homework. I almost like I I sort of assign it or we co-create it. Yes. And it, you the, the best is when a client Does volunteers it, it themselves oh, and creates yeah, it right. themselves of and course. you jump on board and say, "Yeah, I think that's a great idea." Yeah. Uh often it's a co-creation. And depending on what somebody needs and wants and where they're at, uh just an assignment. Yes. Right? Would be like I, I think this would be really helpful. Could you try it? Yeah, it yep. sounds so but I'm, again I'm doing that all the time. Yeah. Like I am always wanting like one hour a week is not enough. You mm-hmm. know, like they gotta be working on this stuff outside of here. And so even mm-hmm. if I assign a homework and then they I don't follow up on it or ask about it at the next time, I even feel like that's a disservice. Like you're not 
following the golden thread, meaning me. I'm not following that golden thread. I'm not building and building. And I don't want to teach anybody, you know, maybe those are strong words, but I don't want to teach anybody that like what we're working on here is just for that week. Mm-hmm. And right. then it's not going anywhere. It's not building. It's not diving deeper, things like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're talking, you're bringing up some big topics like agenda and who's responsible, who's responsible yeah. for the agenda. I think, I think it's, it's a collaboration. You can be, we can be too tied to agendas, clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, in any, in any conversation, sure. we can be too, too, too tied to agendas. Like we could, me and you could be too tied to an agenda right now that we're not aware of, yeah. right? I don't we're think not, we were based on, just, just for the record, we're not. <laughs> we're not. We are literally we just talking. talking about bullshit. So. We are literally just talking here, everybody. Um, and so this we'll is, come this back is to real, bullshit. This is don't real worry. stuff. We'll come back to bullshit. That's right. <laughs> So, like for the, for these these conversations that we're having right now, I do have an agenda. I want to be helpful. Sure. I want to be helpful to whoever's listening about to understand more what counseling is. The what peel back like the the uh, the veil or whatever the mm-hmm. curtain about what counseling really is. Get to know your counselor. Not all about their kids and where they go on the weekend sure. and stuff necessarily. Right. Not probably not. But more about how they operate as a human being. What do they believe? What do they stand for? What are they trying to help you with? So I want I want people to know what counseling really is, um, and and maybe how to interact with counseling itself and your counselor more effectively. And I think if you come, if you're a client and you're and you're engaged in counseling, you should come with an agenda, at least a loose agenda. Uh, I mean a topic. A Something down. Yep. The the clients that I that I see that that make the most progress have the most transformation in their lives are mm-hmm. ones that come with an agenda. They take notes. They do homework, uh, life work, if you will. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Prefer to call it life work because yeah. it's an in between session work. Mm-hmm. We're just talking for an hour a week, usually maximum, right? Yeah. Sometimes every other week, right. and so. It's what you do in between. What are you building on? What do you? What momentum do you have? What habits are you forming? So the my the agenda is, and I think that question you had in the back of your head, or you're you're, you're saying, am I giving the person am what I, they need? I, That's exactly what we're thinking about all the time. Is what does this person need right now? Yeah. Right. Oftentimes, I learn that I think the person, if I just shut up, right, and listen, they're going to tell me what they need. I don't even have to ask yeah. point blank. What do you need? Um, but certainly that's a question yeah. that, and if a person can't answer that and they, or they answer it with an, I don't know, right off the bat, think about it for a second. Think yeah. about it. Like sit with that for a second, mm-hmm. sit, sit with the, uh, maybe we could be asking, how does that feel to not know what you want or need, sure. right? We could go that route. But, um, ultimately we have an agenda to be helpful and, so it kind of feels like this, this pattern or this, this puzzle that we're putting together, right? Like. We have to, clients have to know what counseling is. That's kind of that first part. And then the interventions and the the magic that happens in session is that other part. And then we mentioned briefly kind of that last part or that, that equation, the end of that equation being surveys. Did, Mm. did we get there? Mm. Did we meet the mark? Mm. And a little bit of so that middle part, that counseling part, is a little bit of bullshit to bring back what we started talking about. A little bit of bullshit, but that ending mark too. I've never worked anywhere. I'm attempting to make good progress on this in my own practice, but I've never worked anywhere where they have done systematic, structured, 
time-based mm-hmm. surveys mm-hmm. or any sort of qualitative measure. And that's that's I feel like that's pretty unique to therapy that we get away with something like that. You know, it's like the diet culture. Like, here, buy this. <laughs> you need this. And then when it doesn't work, it's your problem. You know, like that's I mm-hmm. what I want to spend send that message, obviously. But it, but it's a little bit of that of like, well, therapy didn't work, and then and then that's it. Maybe you're on to the next person or you know, whatever it is. So I I'm looking, I, I want the accountability. I want to know that I'm meeting needs and meeting goals and things like that, because I'm always worried about that. Are they getting enough or whatever? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think therapy in general, does not do a good job of surveying clients and making sure that we're actually meeting that need. We, we, and this is what I, when we, when I started Beyond Your Valley a couple of years ago now, um, it was the first thing I noticed is that it, it was in the, even in the business plan eight months before I started is like, I want to survey clients, do, do sort of customer, um, gosh, I forget what they're called now, Sorry. but cu- sort of customer experience yeah, surveys. surveys. What is it like for the client, the customer? Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, who's looking for mental health therapy? What is it like? What are their pain points? And there's a litany of them, right? We've talked about them before in here already, right? You've, on air or off air, we've mm-hmm. talked about like what you know, finding a therapist. Where do you start? Uh, the insurance and the and the and the, and the cost. And the, I have to go through five different therapists before I find one who clicks. Mm-hmm. And so that the click thing is more of what we're talking about, I think, as a lot of it is who's taking responsibility. We don't even know who's taking responsibility if it's not, quote unquote, successful, right? We don't even have a metric for successful therapy, really. Yeah, right. Um, now, um, there's surveys. I've done surveys in community mental health that are kind of systematic there were, they really ended up being more obligatory. Like we have to do, and, and the therapists themselves would hand them out. And they wouldn't give you any valuable information. No, it was just numbers. Yeah. It was just numbers. There, there wasn't the qualitative stuff that we're really looking for is, so what could we have done differently? Again, I have a whole thing about goals. You know, I, I've, I've come to have a very, I don't know what the right word is. I, I goals can be very unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is the way I say it. Like it's because they're all outcome based. Yep. When I in the outcome based goal sends the metric sends the message to yourself. When I get here, I'll be okay. Right, and it's it's so focused on that one little needle in a haystack, and if you don't get there, then you failed, mm-hmm. leaving no room for well, that kind of changed. Mm-hmm. I don't want that goal anymore, yeah. or whatever. Like we don't even leave room for that. Which, mm-hmm. I yeah, think, I think at least working through goal setting with a therapist can help you see that. When you're doing doing goal setting on your own, I know in my own house, <laughs> in my own mind. <laughs> Um, you know, it's very black or white that it is harder, which, you know, I'm talking to my therapist about and all that stuff. That's great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. For sure. Because, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with a, a process based goal, right? I mean, therapy itself is a process based sure, goal. I'm going to, I want to essentially as I want to learn myself better. I want to become my best version of myself. Yeah. Um, I want, I want, I know people start with, I want to feel better, but I don't try to collude with that goal as primary because that goal as primary is problematic. Just as problematic. If I get this something, I'll be happy. 
right? No, right. it's when you're being yourself yeah. and when you're doing these things that have forward momentum to them, that's when you're happy. When you're right. engaged in the process of self-growth, yes. which is therapy yes. and co- or coaching, you're involved in those things, then you are happy. There, you, it's, it's, it's falling in love with the process that makes you happy. Well, right. And, and I wish that that was, you know, books like The Happiness Project and 10% Happier and all those things, like they really have done a disservice to, <laughs> to our, because everybody's just out there pursuing happiness and everybody's just out there with the, the mentality and the mindset of just do more of what makes you happy. And there's some truth to that, but it's like, no, you can't do that all the time. First of all, that's just unrealistic. And second of all, that's not how you grow. You grow by challenging yourself and whatever. So that journey and process of improvement and challenge and um, like integrity, like that's, there. there's your happiness mm-hmm. and absolutely is a counseling process. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that, and I'm so glad that you see that and you're aware of that. I, I'm sitting here thinking about Mountain Mindset is the name of your practice and Beyond Your Valley is the name of our practice. Yep. And it's like that we, we believe that the, the happiness comes after the challenge, yes. the the deepest sense of happiness right. comes after some of the hard, hardest hardships you've ever had. That's where it usually comes from. Right. Right? And I would even go beyond that of like people sitting on the top of Everest probably feel pretty great. But when they leave Everest, they're probably like, man, that hike was awesome. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about the peak. Yeah, they're thinking about, oh, yeah, I climbed Everest. But the climb is what they talk about. Mm-hmm. They talk about the climb. And if you get addicted to the peaks, all you're doing is looking for the next peak. Right. right. And if it, you're, if Everest was your peak, it's like, well, now now what? So hedonic treadmill, all that kind of stuff of like, I need the new iPhone. I need the new job. I need mm-hmm. the new house. Blah, blah, blah. So so that's interesting that you I'm kind of connecting it to therapy of we just set goal after goal after goal. And that's that's kind of a version of this hedonic treadmill of like, Okay, what's next? Rather than looking at this process of therapy and the process of the relationship building being the biggest reward, you know, the the one book um, it's called, it was really popular, I think a couple of years ago, it's called You Should Talk to Somebody. It's written by a therapist and she says, uh, insight is the booby prize to therapy. So just kind of being like, oh, that's why I do those things or, oh, why can't everybody see things the way that I see it? Like, that's not really what you want. But when you're focusing on relationship and relationship with self, relationship, right? Like, isn't it uh, Yalom that said it's the relationship that heals? I believe like, so, yeah. A, as, a, as a therapist, like focusing on the relationship. Thank you. I had to be reminded of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's why we talk about it so much is the relationship. I mean, think about because really what we're doing, although we 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 have a hard time, some of us with the word training or or helping or leading or guiding, sure. we're doing all of that to some degree, though, yeah. right? One of the things that's inherent in the counseling process is that we're training folks how to talk effectively, yeah. how to get deeper, yeah. how to ask themselves questions to go deeper, yeah. how to think deeper, right? I was watching the Stutz, as you know. Yes. Watched it a few times. This documentary and, on Netflix. It's yeah. a, um What's his name? Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah and Hill's what, therapist. Okay. And Jonah Hill, what I noticed, uh, one of the things amongst many was how 
what fantastic questions Jonah asked his therapist. Yeah. He asked very good therapeutic questions to uh, when he wanted his therapist to go deeper on, on the, his self-disclosure. So you're learning how to communicate more effectively. You're learning about how, you know, again, like that 50, 60 minute, 60 minutes or whatever that you're talking about something. And you're, we're talking with a purpose. You're, 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 you're you, you have to hone in on what's your priorities Right, so you start thinking about what's more most important in my life. Am I going to? You, you called it vomit. I would call it vent. Right. So are you going and, and vent? Are you gonna? Are you going to talk about how everything in the world sucks and everybody's out to get you and everything didn't mm-hmm. come out fair? Yeah. Are you gonna keep whining about that, mm-hmm. or are you gonna take responsibility? for your role in it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the change comes. You know, it's not to diminish those things that happen to you, right? But are you ever looking for those challenges as opportunities to where you can it's an, it's a gift right. in a way for you to to climb your mountain, go right. higher, go further than you ever would have gone right. if you never had the problem in the first place. And to be able to have something like that pointed out to you as a client you have to have a therapist who has put in the work and knows you and that relationship is there in order right. to be like, yeah, but what's your role? Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then also we need to do a better job and CBT folks like myself um, can often turn clients off by trying to get somebody to change their thinking too quickly. Yeah. So essentially not acknowledging, well, where did this where did this viewpoint and this worldview of it, life isn't fair and people are out to get you or whatever your narrative is, where did it come from? We need to honor that more effectively, I think, before we start trying to help people change their thinking on it, even though changing your thinking on that is the answer. Well, right. It's, it's the fuel source that gets the wheels turning to get you in a different direction, right? And that's what every therapy modality or every therapeutic approach aims to do to get you to change your thinking or to open up your viewfinder or to have a different take on a different perspective mm-hmm. that's what EMDR is trying to do mm-hmm. it's trying to get you to have a different insight about a past trauma and CBT whatever you choose mm-hmm. is is trying to do the same thing and that was me bullshitting <laughs> 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 Did you just make that up? I just made it up. No, and I like I like to call it bullshit winging it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think that I think that I've been winging it for 17 years. <laughs> so and and so the things that the things that you find helpful some of those things they kind of just come to me. Yeah. Like I'm not necess- I'm not saying I'm a vessel necessarily, but <laughs> but I do I do at this point trust myself enough to know that I hear something if some if if a light bulb goes off i'm i'm willing to take the risk to say it right if whether it be an interpretation yeah i love that even if it's a challenge of like a, ch- a challenge I'm noticing. yeah exactly yeah uh, oh yeah i love that yeah uh, this could be exactly what this person needed yeah. right now i believe it is i'm going to say it mm-hmm. i'm going to take the risk yep. it's 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 a little it might push some buttons mm-hmm. but i'm doing it in love I think hopefully that person knows this by now because they know me that everything Absolutely. I say is intended to be helpful. Now I know I don't hit the mark. Of course. Who knows how many microaggressions or this, that, that could happen and that, that I could be off and I didn't take into full context the person's trauma, their experience, et cetera. 100%. I try to. I yeah. really do. Um, and then so I, I give it to them in love and challenge. Yeah. And so um, 
Absolutely. That's, I think that that's part of winging it, right? And talking to thousands of people Mm -hmm. over these 17 years, Mm -hmm. I've started to formulate sort of different worldviews and things that I've found helpful. Just your own modality or your own approach, that which is wonderful Mm because it's client informed. Yes, absolutely. Anything else you want to say about winging it in therapy? Yeah, maybe. I think I think we're as counselors, we are too tied into interventions. We we're trying to Thank you. We're, I think we're trying too hard to help people. Thank and that's you. where we take that's where the responsibility comes in. This is why the most important thing is as a counselor is do you really believe that the person you're talking with needs help? Do you think they're helpless? Well, those are two different questions. Yeah, fair enough. So do you think the person is helpless, right? Or to what degree do you think they need help? I believe that the person we're sitting with needs far less help than we think they do Damn. and than they think they do. Damn. So our, my goal is to, is to be, uh, help as little, little as, possible, as possible, right? It's tempting. It's tempting. right now because everybody wants that. But like people are coming to you, right? We were taught that in, 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 uh, in school of like, you want to have the least impact. You want to be a blip in their, you know, timeline or whatever. And I did just disagree. They are coming to you and bearing their souls. Like this is this, they're facing the the hardest challenges that they've ever faced in their entire life. You're not going to be a blip no, or you're not going to have a little impact. You're going to have a huge impact. I y- think. I mean, you have, we have no idea. I threw, I, th- I had a throwaway line to somebody. Well, we talked about this inspiration and these one line zingers. Yeah. I just, just like, it was a winging it situation. It was like, it was like I said something about trash and treasure for your thoughts. Yeah. This individual just Ooh, said it was the thought. most helpful thing in like the three years of our conversation yeah. that changed her mind, mindset. Yeah. And she went a totally different direction with all the CBT lingo I was using before wasn't landing, wow. but that one-liner landed, yep. and it's got to, her to change her thinking, and it made it, it made a significant improvement in the way she interacted wow. with emotions and relationships. It's awesome. So what you what you're talking? Oh, now I'm getting amped up. Finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> uh, it's not just the coffee kicking. <laughs> so I think it, it's it's stage dependent. Right when somebody comes in, oftentimes they're in they're in crisis, right? And so uh, maybe I'm talking about further down the line, and all our ultimate goal, right, is to help as little as possible. And and I think I think you will have a bigger impact the less you. And I'm when I'm saying help, I'm kind of being a little bit um, sort of hyperbolic. But uh, but there's a difference between. Uh, between helping and enabling, right? To help too much is enabling, yes. right? To help because, and it's also maybe about you, right? I want to be helpful. I'm a helper, Absolutely. right? So, but if the person doesn't need your help, step back, let them do their thing, let them fumble, folly, let them crush it, whichever way it goes, mm-hmm. and then own it, right? That's the responsibility. Why would you take away their credit oh, from yeah. themselves, which right. could be the thing that motivates them to go further? So again, I think at a, at the initial stage, the person is in crisis. They need our help more, sure. right? They might need guidance. They might need directives. Sure. They might need direction. They might be completely lost. Yeah. So we we would take a bigger role right then, and then we 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 step back, right? Mm-hmm. So it all depends on where the person's at. I, I think that's that caveat. That's more than a caveat. True. That's an important yeah. truth. That's right an important truth. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. 
Good talking with you. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs>